Welcome to Be On Purpose with Anita and Gail. We strive to create a positive and rejuvenating space for you to learn, share and grow. Our conversations are about the things that make life sweet, sometimes challenging and always interesting. We hope to make you smile, give you pause for thought, broaden your experience, but most importantly, empower you to live your life on purpose. Good afternoon and welcome to episode five of Be On Purpose, the podcast. Today we are going to be talking about kindness in the workplace and specifically how a culture of kindness is largely dependent on the values that are established through the leadership of organisations. So is kindness something that we feel is really important in the workplace? Well, I had a little look on, as I do, on Google, and I looked for some thoughts on the matter, and I found um, an article that a lady by the name of Melissa Broderick wrote, and she's from Harvard University across the pond, and she wrote an article called The Heart and Science of Kindness, and she said, lead with compassion, follow with kindness, everyone has challenges, which many may be hidden from sight, but if you knew that your coworker who was delivering that curt response to your question or a sarky critique of a project that you'd recently learned and you'd learned that that person had a serious illness in their family, wouldn't you cut them some slack? And better yet, might you then want to reach out with some support? It's about a shift in perspective sometimes which allows human connection and empathy, which we show and we know enables us to demonstrate kindness. So a little closer to home here in the UK, there is a powerful lady who is championing kindness in leadership in a multitude of ways. She says, the business world is quick to celebrate leaders of profitable and productive workplaces, but how often do these celebrations recognize the part played by kindness? Kind leaders change lives, transform organizations. Kind leaders inspire creativity and productivity. And by empowering others to succeed, kind leaders create an environment for the organization as a whole to succeed. Powerful words from Pinky Lalani, who is a CBE of an internationally acclaimed champion of women. She's the force behind the Women of the Future program, a portfolio of global events and networks that for over 20 years have supported the female leadership pipeline. And she's also the founder of the 50 Leading Lights campaign, both here in the UK and in Southeast Asia. And that celebrates phenomenal, kind leaders who are shifting the global leadership conversation. And I am so pleased that Pinky is here with us today. Welcome, Pinky, to Be On Purpose. Thank you so much, Anita, for asking me and for Gail to being there too. And I'm just simply honoured and very excited to do this podcast with you. So tell our listeners a little bit about you, Pinky. Tell us where you're from and how you came to be doing what you do. I am originally from Calcutta and I came to this country many, many years ago. I can't even remember how long time ago, but I actually met my husband and married him in three weeks and he had done no due diligence. He thought he'd got a good Indian wife who could cook and I'd never been inside the kitchen. <laughs> we had a very good cook in our home in Calcutta. And I had no aspirations of working. And I say this because there's so many people who are so worried, young people who if they have to 
drop out for a little while I worried how how will they come on again but I had no aspiration at all about working and started my career very late when my children were much older so there's hope for everyone and how I've come about doing what I'm doing life is just a whole lot of steps about serendipity chance encounters following your passions and just being there and timing so I'm just here I I didn't have any great strategic vision. I'm just here because I was meant to be. Oh, brilliant. I love that answer, Pinky. The, the power of purpose and just being in the right place when that purpose finds you. That's amazing. Gail, I think you've got some questions for Pinky, haven't you? I do have some questions. I'm just in awe. I'm sitting here in awe. And um, we did a little bit of, of, of research about you and some of the... Um, I know education is a big thing for you. It seems that you'd gone through the education system and it seems like you had a, a quite a clear path. You started with, you know, uh, doing your degree in education and then you moved into communication and then management, leadership, which is what we're talking about today, kindness and leadership. And then you moved into marketing. So, so some of your, your kind of postgraduate qualifications were going more into marketing and developing. Uh, but I think you might have already answered my question. I was like, that's a really clear line. But you, I think you've just said it wasn't. What was your drive to get through from, from the first part of your education right through to, to you being educated today to the levels that you are? Um, I think I've always been curious. For me, yeah. learning is very important. And now when I look at it, you know, I realise the way people succeed now is you have to remain relevant. Yeah. And you never succeed if you're not relevant because if you're a white elephant, then nobody really wants you. And the way to stay relevant is to be learning to be curious and there's an amazing gentleman called Nitin Paranjpe who's the CEO of um, Unilever and he once said and I've never forgotten it he said when was the last time you did something for the first time Ooh. and I think you're young you're always doing new things but as you get older you stop doing new things you kind of get stuck but I've never stopped doing new things I always want to do things I've never done and I think that's what's helped me in my journey. And I love people, I love hearing stories. In fact, I'll always ask people, you know, what does your mother do? When did they get married? When did someone to die? When was someone born? And somebody saying, why do you want to know all that? And it just kind of sets out for me and helps me navigate because I think ultimately in life, the only thing that makes us take and be, be needed is our love and our warmth and our care and interest in others. I have not come across anyone to me who's successful or interesting who only thinks about themselves. Right. So I think for me, it's that learning about other people, learning those stories that keeps me hugely, gives me purpose. Oh, wow. Thank you. That was, that was another question. A question of mine was what was your, your drive? But I think you've just answered it um, in that it's, it's staying curious, isn't it? It's about staying curious. And would you say you have a quest, Pinky? Would you say you have a quest? I mean, I wasn't conscious of it, but when I think back and when somebody tells me, like yesterday, I was almost in tears. We run the Women of the Future Award Southeast Asia, which is for 11 countries in Southeast Asia. And we've got the most amazing nominations of a lot of women. Some of them are from developed countries like Singapore, but a lot of them like Cambodia, Philippines, Vietnam, mm -hmm. Myanmar are not that. And the stories you hear are just phenomenal. We are, I'm nothing compared to this one young girl who actually in Cambodia 
she lives in a house with stills and you know with a thatched roof or whatever and she thinks reading is really important for Cambodian girls and I've gone to Cambodia last year and they've touched poverty women are not where they should be they're really trying and they are doing a lot but she's opened a home library below her house so that people can come and read wow she's like in her 20s she's got she doesn't have much and yet she's doing something for society and you know she wasn't shortlisted for our award which made us really sad because she's so good but we had so many amazing stories right. And I think that's what drives me and what, when I see people who've got, haven't got much, who don't have the inner circumstances, but yet have ambition, have drive, that's a lesson for all of us. Right, right, that drives us. Thank you, yeah, 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 Absolutely. I agree. So it's clear, Pinky, that your focus is on supporting women and women in leadership. I'd just be interested to know how did that connection to kind leadership evolve? Because you've had you know, a number of programs, uh, awards, you've mentioned your awards um, program as well, and the networks and things of that nature. So how did that link to kindness in leadership, which is a key like golden thread that runs through all of the different initiatives that you have? I think, you know, when I began the awards and I realized what's helped me in my life is the kindness of others. I think, you know, we all stand on the shoulders of giants and I stand on the shoulders of so many giants and the kindness of people and our own kindness. Um, my whole organization, we're very small. They're just five of us. But the DNA of everything we do is about kindness. And I'll tell you why kindness is important because kindness is something all of us have access to. So you right. don't need a big bank account. You don't need a PhD. Everyone can be kind. So actually, when you talk about the word empowering, giving people power, everyone can be kind. They give themselves power. If they decide they want to be kind, you can be kind. You know, you, we all have access to it. And the one thing about kindness is nobody forgets kindness and nobody forgets unkindness either. So when you've done something, it's a very powerful tool. And I think people underestimate the value. They think, it's, oh, it's a soft skill to be kind, you'll be you know, interpreted being soft to walk over. I think quite the reverse. I think you can be a very strong leader and be a very kind leader. And I think we've seen how Jacinda Ardern in New Zealand is one of the most popular prime ministers and she's right. for her kindness. And I'm always, even now, when somebody's kind to me, it could be somebody just, who you know, in the, in the scheme of things has done just something small, but I just, somebody paid me a compliment yesterday and I was so touched by that. Like for 10 minutes, I was quite cheerful. <laughs> and I think we have so much power, all of us. And so, you know, the whole thing about women and, you know, some of them feel they're powerless and how can they make a difference? We're all looking for purpose. And I think kindness gives us purpose. And it's never ensure when we, and there's a lovely saying we've used very often, when kindness is the currency, then we're all millionaires. Oh. we can all be millionaires absolutely i love that I love that yeah there's so many tweetable yes there's so many tweetable moments i feel like you're just giving us so many gems pinky so many gems i'm furiously trying to write them down so thank you sorry anita i interrupted you no 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 i i, I absolutely love that and i think um uh one of the one of the things I really loved when I was reading about the, the, one of the various programs, all the many programs, the ambassador program that you have, which is about kind of linking back leaders with young 
students, so sixth form, is it sixth form level only? Or, and, and kind of really doing that mentorship um, to be able to empower younger people to see that um, representation with it, whether it be from an ethnicity or a gender perspective. And I think that's just really powerful. You've got that network of, of women as well so that they can develop their own connections within their, their various spaces. But I'm just interested to know, we, we know how important representation is. Um, how do you think that the Women of the Future Ambassador Programme and the network really are contributing in that space? I think it's, it's one of my favorite programs. And again, it just came about by serendipity. I have no strategy that I want to do this, but I, we had all these amazing women who were winning our awards and they were saying, how can we give something back? And then it just happened that I was invited to speak at a head teacher's conference. And I remember the speaker before me was so boring that everybody fell asleep. And instead of speaking for about 15 minutes, she spoke for about 45 minutes. So when I came on to speak, anything I said, and I was short and sharp and, you know, had a couple of jokes and, and they all thought I was wonderful. Just, you know, it was just comparison. So they, all the head teachers then asked, started asking me to come in and give out prizes and talk. And I thought, wow, what I know them. And I realized that role models for sixth formers are very important. Mm. You know, if you've come from a family where you've never met a lawyer or there's nobody in your family who's ever been an engineer or been in medicine, you never think of that. So for me, you know, we had these amazing role models. I now had access to all these schools who I know would jump at the opportunity for us to send in our role models. So I wanted to be for the state and the private sector because I think bringing them together is also important. Yeah. A wonderful example is Wickham Abbey, which is one of the top girls school in the country, you know, a boarding school in wonderful lush surroundings. They actually were working with me and I was telling them about the Mulberry School, which is in Tower Hamlet, which is the school that Michelle Obama came to. And she actually invited 12 of the girls from Mulberry back to Washington, D.C. to the White House. Oh, wow. You imagine, yes. I mean, Michelle, and they, they were so kind. They actually invited me when she came, so I was able to meet her. Wonderful. with her, but she is so warm. I mean, and she's like up. She's so tall that I was like looking up. But she, um, the girls get, and and I think you know, giving young girls opportunities to talk to someone who they never thought they would ever interact with. But what's most exciting about the program? We take these girls into the big corporate. So they have corporate visits, so they go into these amazing banks, which look very, very um, awesome, inspiring, very posh. And they go in and they're treated as if they're on the same level. And they come out thinking the confidence that gives them. And part of the ambassador's program also, Nisha and Gail, is that we have one event called 106 Formers to Meet 100 Women of Achievement. So we have big networking where they can talk to everyone. The ambassadors are waiting to talk to them. So suddenly this girl will say, and they can ask for uh, internships. They can ask whatever they want. And it's fantastic. And we've had them at the iconic venues, so the foreign office and the Darbar Court. We had one at the American embassy, which is awesome. And so these girls suddenly come in and feel, I can do what I want. You know, if you can't imagine it, you can't do it. Disney. Mm -hmm. If you can dream it, you can do it. So suddenly they come in and they think. And then I remember six, seven years ago when Nick Clegg was the deputy prime minister, I actually asked if I could bring 20 students to meet him 
at that Palace of Westminster, and he was really excited because these girls kept him on, you know, kept him on his toes. And I think it's giving opportunities to those who would never have those opportunities. Right. Stay with them forever and give them confidence and give them self-belief. I mean, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. And That's I think right. you both need to know that. So the ambassador's program is a huge program for us. If, I'd like to actually invite you next week. We've got an event on with schools in Southeast Asia and here. And we're looking for ambassadors. I'd love the two of you to come on that. If you have to get up at eight in the morning, but there'll be 80 students and you'll have to meet these students and answer questions and move. So I would love you to be part of that. Thank you. That would be an honour, Pinky. That would be an honour. That would be an honour. Thank you so much. Thank you. And just hearing the way that you talk, uh, Pinky, I'm really intrigued as to how your family have, have, what what role your family has played in this this incredible journey that you're on. Have they been on the journey with you? Are they they in awe as we are? Or how, how does your, what part does your family play in this? They play a huge part. I wouldn't be able to do what I do without my husband. And I have two amazing sons who are uh, feminists. And I didn't have any daughters. Now I have two little granddaughters. And one is five and one is two. And they are feminists. The five-year-old is watching a football match. They live in Singapore, sadly. So I haven't seen them for 14 months. But I talk to them every day on Facebook. So they have that ritual call with their grandmother. But, you know, she tells me she's very astute. So she was watching football and she told her father, why are there no girls playing? Good for you. You know, you've noticed that. So I think that the family has been absolutely an integral part and they're very, you know, I guess they cheer me on and, and times, in fact, one of my sons works with me and he is um, he really committed to the, the whole cause because they can see, you know, how much I believe in it and how much of a personal, you know, I put so much in every single day. I mean, I work seven days a week. And I, I love that. I just mm-hmm. love the fact to me there is no, you know, demarcation because that's mm-hmm. part of, of what my life is about. Wow. Well, I guess if Pinky is your grandma, you can't help but notice that there are no girls on the exactly. <laughs> well done you, Pinky, I say. Yes. Well done. <laughs> you clearly started to role model exactly what needs to happen in your family as well as those other women that you impact. Um, I, I know, obviously, you've you shared with us where you've come from, your your background being in Calcutta, but uh, why else, or are there any other reasons why it was so important for you to launch the um, Women of the Future and the Leading Lights in South Asia as well? Because you've got, you have the UK Awards, you have the the, the UK Forums, but then you've ta- also taken that now to South Asia. And, and tell us a little bit about that and why that was so important for you to be able to establish those networks as well. Well, about four years ago, I took a delegation of businesswomen to Malaysia because the British High Commissioner, Vicky Trudell, an amazing, amazing supporter of women. Um, and she, you know, I know her well. And so I've taken several delegations in the countries where she has been posted. And we went to Malaysia. And I took this amazing lot of very diverse group of women along. And I think that's what I love about life is our our groups are so diverse, they are not homogenous, you know, so there could be an entrepreneur, they could be an actress, they could be a structural engineer, innovators, whatever, and we went, and we met the most amazing people, because she had put the program together, and we, they were telling everyone about the people they've met through the journey with us, 
we were meeting amazing women, everybody. And one, on the last night, I remember there was this amazing dinner where there were the likes of Jimmy Choo and, you know, all the leading lights from Malaysia. And um, and they said, oh, Pinky, you must bring this program to, um, to you know, Asia. And I thought, we'll bring the program to Asia, I say, on stage, not knowing how the hell I was going to do it. And of course, they say, well, you know, when you commit yourself, then Providence moves too. And within six months, I was so lucky we found a sponsor. And now we've gone there. Uh, and it's amazing because my son always says, uh, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So we had this strategy here, but the culture there was so different. But you know what, um, Anisha and Gail, what I've found in life is that you can make a difference if you share values. You know, mm. when values are similar, then everything will happen. If you have just the end product and no values that are there, for me, integrity, passion, kindness, mindfulness, you know, those kind of things are, you know, I want to work with people who share my values. It never works in the long run if you just want to be with someone because they can help you make money. Mm. That's never been my reason for doing so we took the awards there, and then you won't believe it, all kinds of doors keep opening. So now we've got Google that's supporting us. We've got so many organizations that are brands, that are big brands, and all kinds of things. The high commissioners in the region host events for us. Um, they, it, it just has taken on a life of its own. And the, the, there's an amazing girl. She's based between here and Singapore. She's um, the first burlesque artist from Singapore. Her name is Sushi Singapore. And I met her about six years ago, and I must confess, I didn't know what burlesque was. She <laughs> got shortlisted for our awards here, and I thought to myself, oh my God, I hope it's not too risque or something. But she turns out to be the most stunning girl ever, just the warmest human being. She does burlesque, but she is a real leader. And, you know, it's meeting stories like that and putting faces and uh, names to people that actually, and I think we have to be careful in life. We want to make a difference. You must understand the whole person. Don't just treat people as another person that you know. And so when people want to increase, for me, it's not about building my networks, it's about building community. And, you know, we're still in touch with the women who won our first award in 1999. Wow. Wow. So it's not about, you know, people go away, they get divorced, they have children, they have another affair, they come back and we're still there and we welcome them. And I think that's what, and if people are just there in our community just to get things for themselves, somehow they never last because, you know, you pick that up. Mm -hmm. so, you know, for me, Southeast Asia was a different community, but now I really want to, we've started having global coffee mornings. So Koda in Cambodia connects with someone who can help her here and all kinds of synergies that are taking place are just just phenomenal and the people we meet this this young girl who won our award two months ago she had actually pigtail she was only 16 and at the age of 13 she was the youngest person in the world to get an a-level in government studies and we were having this um conversation on zoom with our ambassador who's um, countess of wessex and i told this young girl i said would you like to say something? Because I thought she, she launched into this manifesto she's writing on sustainability for the government as a student. And, you know, that really sums up why I do this, because it gave people like her a platform. platform. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think so when you think about all of the incredible things that you have done and the amazing people that you've met, it seems like such a, like, how on earth does this keep on happening to this one lady? But remembering that thing that you said just right at the beginning, Pinky, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. So Mm -hmm. I guess all you simply do is just ask. And then you have people in the prime minister's office and the White House and Google and, you know, wherever else that might be. And I think that's a really big lesson for us in terms of just feeling empowered to be able to step out and ask the question because like what is the worst that can happen so Mm -hmm. you know they may say no but actually you'll never know if they might have said yes unless you ask that Mm -hmm. question so I that's definitely my golden nugget from Pinky today I love that (laughs) so many golden nuggets need so many so So many many. for for just just before um, before we kind of round things up, I, I know that our listeners will be thrilled with all of the things that they've heard today, but how can they keep in touch with you? How can they, they um, stay connected to your journey at the moment? How can they follow you, Pinky? Well, I'd, I'd love for them to be nominated for our awards. We have the Women of the Future Awards, which is for women under 35 across 14 categories. We have the Asian Women of Achievements Awards here. Uh, we have the kindness list where it's for men and women, uh, young people also who are emerging kind leaders can be nominated. Um, and, you know, I'm always happy for people to get in touch with me and ask me. Um, and if I can ever help, I hate to say no, just as I, I don't like people saying no to me. So I don't like to say no to people. And, you know, you just never know these random conversations can lead you know I can't always do everything for everyone but no I'd love them to follow me on Twitter tell me what to do give me some tips uh, and you know I always want to learn so if somebody wants to tell me something that they know about that I don't know very happy for them to be in touch so I would love um, to be in touch with all your listeners thank you there's a there's a hashtag I understand that you've got Pinky. is this true it's hashtag hashtag stay connected is that true is that one of your kindness I think it is Lead with, lead, lead with kindness. Lead with kindness, and then you know there's we. It's everything to to kind of keep people connected because sometimes if I can't help someone, I may know someone else who can. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think you know I never give up. I will always keep thinking and trying to find a solution. And I think that's what we need to do. I think too many people decide I can't do anything, so I'm not even going to try. But in fact, every little thing we do can change. I think one conversation can change a life. One mental kindness can change somebody's day. Mm. And I think, you know, it was Mark Twain who said, I can live for two months on a good compliment. But I think nowadays with the way of change, I think we we probably live for a few hours on a good compliment. We We need lots of them. So it's like oxygen to us. For me, meeting interesting people is the oxygen in my life. That's what keeps me me going. Oh, that is brilliant. We will make sure to put in our show notes um, how we how people can get in touch with you, Pinky. We'll make sure that your Twitter handle is included in our show notes so they know how to connect with you. And we'll put links to all of your programs so that if people are interested in nominating somebody for, when is the awards for this year? Have we got a deadline date for that? The Women of the Future nominations have not opened yet. They'll open in June, okay. and that's in will be held. But then the kindness list is already open. So it's called Lead with Kindness. So if you, or Kindness Rules, it could be the two between them. But if you go on to 50 Leading Lights, you'll be able to find the link, and I'm happy to share it with you. So I'm sure we'd 
love people that you know that are kind. You know, I don't know if it's really, you know, we all know so many different people. So be great to get, we, we'd love some nominations from you guys, men and women. Okay, Amazing. it's good to know. There is inclusivity in the world of Pinky. It is a women's, <laughs> women of the future, but men are welcome. <laughs> Even though we need the, those advocates, because if you're just seen as drinking for women, people think you're just anti-men. I mean, the men play a huge part in our narrative. Definitely. And, you know, I think the whole giving people platforms, in fact, our, some of the men are our most ardent judges, because they are just blown away by the kind of women they meet and if you're CEO of a very big company you don't meet like 25 year olds um, you know mm -hmm. doing so many different things I yesterday I was talking I don't know whether I mentioned this earlier to this earthquake engineer and I mean that's phenomenal she's a young Asian woman who's a PhD from Cambridge and she's doing uh, trying to you know all her work is around making uh, sure that buildings and underwater pipes are safe uh, in earthquakes and she's like a girl from Bengal and I mean I was fascinated because she was so excited to be able to enter our awards but I was excited because I love telling story. Yeah. So that you get you know everybody we've had racing car drivers to you know really just phenomenal people so really happy to you know keep getting those nominations but I need you guys for that. A pleasure. <laughs> Absolutely, our pleasure. We have had some great tips, stories and advice from Pinky today and I really so much appreciate you making the time to, to spend some time with us today to have a chat, to share with our listeners your journey, your story and what it means for you and how, you're, how you are contributing to kind leadership. Um, in the UK, in Southeast Asia and I would say globally probably. Pinky. The world, the world. A global phenomenon. <laughs> Um, so I will ensure that we have ways for our listeners to contact you. Once again, we want to thank you for your time. Thank and as you. always on Be On Purpose, we like to end with a quote. So our quote for today is from Aesop and it is, no act of kindness, no matter how small, is ever wasted. And I think we have definitely seen the evidence of that in the stories that Pinky shared with us today. So we urge you all to continue to be kind. I've been Anita. I've been Gail. And we have been on purpose. Thank you for listening. Thank you.